everyone, my name is Reagan. Welcome to Conversations with Sarah, with your host, Sarah Carnes. She's my mom. She's on the radio and TV and loves the Cleveland Browns. But one of her favorite things is connecting with you. She wants to help you live a healthy, happy life. I don't know how she does it. She even got me to love carrots and eat broccoli. Thanks for listening. Hardships often prepare ordinary people for an extraordinary destiny. I am banking on this. Don't give up. Hey, welcome back to Conversations with Sarah. How about that to start off today? It is great to be back with you. So excited to share my guest with you today. But I have a couple things to share that I'm super, super excited about. And I think you will be too. So number one, um, it's been a great summer. I cannot believe we're creeping into August already. Actually, we're in August. <laughs> and I wanted to let you know that I've posted two blogs to Conversations with Sarah. Um, they're summer vacation blogs. I know it's probably too late for this summer, but they're out there, a good family trip idea and a couple's idea. And the couple's one could actually be good for the fall or spring. My husband and I took a trip to Charleston, South Carolina, and it was amazing. It was our first time really there spending several days. So I highlighted where we stayed, where we ate, all that good stuff. And there's a new airline right here in Akron, Canton. And if you're across the country, Breeze Airlines, it's in several cities. And it was really affordable to fly to Charleston. So there is an idea for you. The blog is up and also our Smoky Mountain family vacation to Gatlinburg, Tennessee. I've mentioned before, we're a family of hiking and love the mountains. And this was our first time in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. So all the details there as well, including our uh, our experience, whitewater rafting, which... Um, did not go as planned. We'll just leave it at that. And I will never be white rafting again. But hey, we made it through. It's all good. And it's all on conversationswithsarah.com. Now, the really exciting thing. I have been in a season of stretching myself, trying something that I've never done before, and really putting myself out there with a, a friend of mine. And... <sighs> Uh, I guess I've just really felt, we've just really felt that there's been an opportunity out there for some great Christian social media. So I have shared before that I love TikTok. I love Instagram Reels. I love video. And I'm actually so encouraged by Christian TikTok. If you've been on TikTok, you've seen some videos, you know what I mean. There's some really great uplifting stuff. There's also not so great stuff out there as well. And you get really nervous, especially if you have kids with what they're seeing. So for the past several months, um, my colleague and I, Len, on the side, have been working with a company on creating a brand new social media app, Christian faith-based social media app for uplifting, encouraging posts and it's live. It's on the App Store now. And I'm so excited. It's called Salt Life, Salt of the Earth, it stands for. And it's really all about challenging us all to be salt of the earth. It's all short form videos. So it's 
basically like Christian TikTok. So you can download it on the App Store now. I would love for you to test it out. Try it out. Tell me what you like. And it's brand new. You can dive more deeply into your faith. You can follow your favorite Christian creators on there. We're actually looking for creators. So if you love TikTok and you love making reels on Instagram or you know someone who does, definitely tell them to apply to be one of our creators. It's absolutely free. Reach a whole new audience. And you as a user can connect to, like I said, all these different people on there. And you also can discover challenges and contests. We're having contests all the time. And you can check all of it out again on on the app. You can download it on the App Store. It's SOTE, S-O-T-E dot life. And again, it stands for Salt of the Earth. So ah, those are the things I wanted to tell you about. Now I want to get in to my guest today, friend of mine, Miss Amy Hafner. And great discussion today. I've been having some challenges in my life lately where I've really had to... I am currently making some big decisions on some transitions in my life and what I want to do and compromises that I'm not willing to make um, to maybe make some steps in the future and God opening some doors and closing some doors in my life and really having peace with that and just discerning now what to do and what the right choices are. So it was a perfect time to talk to Amy about when we have to pivot in life and when change is okay in that if there's one constant in life, it's change, right? So how do we embrace that change and know that God has us? So Amy is wonderful. And you may recognize her last name, Amy Hafner, because she is married to former Cleveland Indian slugger Travis Hafner, who played 10 of his 12 um, MLB seasons with the Cleveland Indians. He um, is amazing. He had the most grand slams in a season and is eighth on the Indians all-time home run list. And Amy and Travis both near the end of his playing career with the help of some all-star teammates and their wives, Travis and Amy began exploring their faith and a relationship with God. And the journey led to a transformation in their lives, their marriage, their family, their purpose in life. And it is just so beautiful And Amy's going to talk to us today about that. And I'm really, really banking on this. I think think it's going to happen. We talked about it the other day. Um, Amy and I are going to work together to do some really cool stuff this next year for everyone to connect more closely to God. And um, I think it's going to be exciting. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Amy. Well, Amy, it is so fun to have you today. It's a blessing. Thank you for being here with us. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, first of all, I want to explain you're kind of here part-time in Ohio, part-time in Tampa, or full-time in Tampa, I should say, right? Yeah. Tell us a little bit about your family. You're a mom you're a wife, you have multiple roles. So before we get started, just kind of tell us a little bit. Yeah, so I I am married. Um, my husband is, is Travis. He's awesome. I have the most amazing husband. I mean, I know a lot of you have amazing husbands, <laughs> but I have a great one. He is, you know, obviously 
he's super cute, but he is a godly man <laughs> and he uh, challenges me. He helps me to grow. He is, he's, he's just awesome. And then I have three boys. I am a total boy mom, um, which I love hanging out with girls. So again, thanks for having me. But uh, my son, Blake is 11. My son, Trip, uh, who is a total trip, he turns nine soon august 1st and then my youngest uh knox is six so i'm in all boy things all the time (laughs) you sure are and i love following you on your social media because you're always posting and doing fun things it's just such a joy to see you with your kids and your family um and it's an encouragement and you're in tampa most of the time right yeah so live in tampa we moved to tampa we we bought a house there in 2013, but in 2016, we made the move. It's kind of a crazy story, but um, I was not, I did not grow up Christian, um, and I had a girlfriend, uh, Travis played with, uh, his name was Matt Laporta, and his wife, her name was Dara, and for about four years, she invited me to Bible studies, and I was like, that's so nice of her, I'm Jewish, like, <laughs> Why would I go to a Bible study? And I would say a non-practicing Jew, if anything. Um, But there was just something different about her. She was probably the first real Christian that I ever like knew um, that was bold in her faith. And uh, her mom would come up uh, occasionally, and we would just have these really deep conversations. Uh, Travis's last year of his career, we were in Tampa for spring training because he was with the Yankees. And uh, they invited me to their church. Her, she was a pastor's daughter. I didn't know that there were these large churches. Yeah. I didn't. I'd never been to like a non-denominational, like you know, music and all of that kind of stuff. It was definitely weird for me. Um, but almost instantly, I knew. I just felt something in my heart, and it could only be the Holy Spirit. And you know, my life changed. And for I, I think I fought it for a while, but I just felt like that was such a great place for Travis and I to grow together and to raise a family. And, um, you know, I love my family here. I miss them. Um, but they, they're cheering me on and it's, I love being in Tampa, but I love coming back to Cleveland. I know you guys are always, yeah, you love Ohio. I, I just love what you said there when you were talking about, um, I forget her name. Dara. Dara invited you to church and you were like, I'm Jewish. That's so nice. But, uh, but see, I just heard a sermon on this a couple weeks ago about how you never know, like always keep inviting, always keep giving the invitation because we've heard so many stories like that. Like one day. You never know. You never know. Yeah. And, you know, I, I probably would have given up on me after like, you know, two or three times. But you know what she said? She said, Amy, I don't know if this is your thing, but I would rather invite you and give you the chance to say no Mm. than for you not to feel included. And, you know, I think all of us, we want to be welcome. We want the invitation. And it's it's God's timing. So I'm so grateful that she kept inviting. I I really, really am. I mean, it it changed my life. So and and that she was, um, you know, really bold in her faith. And she was living what like the gospel told her to do. And she did. And she and she does that with so many people. So I'm so grateful for her and her mom. And that's kind of what I wanted to talk to you about today, because we've kind of had these conversations in different ways in the past. And I'm titling this from good to best, learning to pivot and embrace change, because I talk a lot about pivoting in life. I've had different things happen 
that I wasn't planning on and I've had to change careers. I've had to move. And you've just given us two examples where you've moved to Tampa. That's yep. a change in life. You've given us, you know, you gave yourself your life to Christ after someone invited you to church. Those are big things. And um, kind of in some ways when you, when you do different things, they're big leaps of faith. And that can be a challenge. We we sometimes get really comfortable in what we're doing right here, right? Yep. And when we know we're made for more and that if we step out and embrace that pivot in life, what could be, right? right? It's, it's very scary. So I kind of want to talk about how faith helps us shift our, our priorities. You had a Facebook or Instagram post not too long ago where you've recently had a big pivot in life. Yeah. So I'd love for you to talk about that and how you you used your faith as an anchor to help make that decision. Yeah. So it, it kind of started about a, a year ago or a little bit over a year ago. There's definitely been things that I have said since becoming a Christian that I would never do. Like, I'm going to take you back to 2013. And I was a professional sinner, guys. Like, like I... We all are. I really, you know, and obviously still a, a major work in progress. But um, when I became a Christian, there were things that I told God that weren't going to change about me. Um, the first thing is I, I was still going to swear. <laughs> Isn't that hysterical? I laugh every time I I say that because I was just like, I'm not going to be one of those like, bless her heart Christians. I'm going to like be a cursing Christian, which just sounds so ridiculous now. But I remember reading the Bible and just there was a verse, I believe it was in Proverbs, just saying like, yeah, those things aren't of you anymore. And it instantly convicted me. Mm. And, you know, I'm not going to say I'm, you know, perfect with my mouth in any way, but it definitely you know, I, I know what God's best is. And then the other thing was, um, you know, I, I will say, like, I partied a lot. I I drank. Um, I would go out. And uh, it was so funny. Travis, about maybe a year or two into our walk, was like, I don't think I'm going to drink anymore. And I remember being like, well, there goes all of our fun. Like, <laughs> I'm married to a nun. Like, just just <laughs> ridiculous. And um, over COVID, and, and I would say, like, you know, it was a gradual thing. Like, I, I stopped getting drunk. I, I really felt the conviction of that. I, I drank less and less and less. And then over quarantine, I just, one day, I felt like I uh, heard the Holy Spirit said, yeah, that's not for you anymore. Mm. And I just stopped. And again, no conviction to anybody who does. That was just God's p- path with me and, and where I was going. Um, but then there were other things like I'll never lead a group. And then I started leading like a Bible study. I, I'll never do this. Um, one thing I said is I will never work for a church. Mm. Uh, like that was, no, I'll, I'll lose my influence if I work for a church. And, you know, this is, that is definitely not for me. And about a year ago, um, there was an opportunity to, uh, my church in Tampa, it's called Grace Family Church, and I'm at one of the campuses, but to kind of coordinate the women's ministry and get to serve all the women. And I was going to do it as a volunteer position, and but they offered me this job, and I really struggled with it, Sarah. Like, yeah. I was just like, no, I cannot take money. No, no, no. Um, and I really just felt God saying, I, I need you to do this. And and maybe it was going on staff. It's, it's just kind of like I'm taking one extra step. And, yeah. you know, now 
I, I represent a church. Like, right. there's just I, I, I totally get it. <laughs> I had those same feelings taking this job at the fish. Did you? Like, whoa, I don't know if I can do that. Like, yeah. there's this sense of responsibility in some way. Right. I don't know. It's weird, but like, I, like, will I, I stru- let people down. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like, they don't, do they know what a screw up I am or have been? Right. I get it. Yeah. And yeah. And I, you're just a representation of that. And again, I, I just, I didn't feel good enough to tell you the truth. I think yeah. it was just, I'm not, I'm not the girl. I'm, again, a professional sinner. Yeah. Do you know my past? Do you know, like, really me? Um, and then, so, but I did take the part-time job and it was, I loved every minute of it. I mean, of course there were challenges, yeah. but it was so God just, it wasn't me at all. I can get no credit from, for any success and, and the failures that, you know, there were tough moments, but he, he really walked with me every step of the way and, you know, where I was weak, he was strong. So then, um, I was, and that I turned 40 last year, I turned 41 this year. And about in January, I I had another part time job, which I loved, and I was really good at it. And I kind of heard him start to stir and just say, I think I need you to take this off your plate. Mm-hmm. And I was like, No, 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 that that's not obviously from God. But I just I kept hearing it. And, um, and it was hard because I, I work I worked for a direct sales company. I had a large team. I had women who I adore. Like, I really love them. And I just, but I felt this conviction. And I I did, um, I think it was around like June 8th or 9th, something like that. And I told, I, I did a call with all of my leaders. And I said, I, I told them the news. And then one of my leaders who I really care for called me the next morning and was, she, you know, she was upset and we were kind of talking through it. And I got off the phone with her and I was like, God, are you sure I made the right decision? Right. And I, this is funny, but I had a hair appointment, you know, <laughs> cover, cover the grace. And uh, three hours later, n- not even three hours later, I got a call from my boss up at, um, you know, our central church and asking me to come over to central and to help on a larger role. I mean, three wow. hours later, it wasn't even on my radar. And sure enough, I like I knew immediately and obviously I talk everything through with my husband because I do have a family and that has to be, you know, that's my ministry. So, you know, does is it going to work with my schedule? I'm not going to give that up. And, you know, we talked through it and I said yes and started in that role, you know, pretty soon after. And it's been again, I you know, I don't know what God's going to do. I'm only like a month in, but it's been amazing. And I get to work with amazing people and I get to do hard things and. Um, but it was a tough decision. Yeah. And I think that sometimes where I get hung up, maybe others, that when they, we take these pivots in life that we'll just know it'll be some magical, I know 100% this is what I'm <laughs> supposed to do, fast forward. And sometimes maybe it is like that. Yeah. But a lot of times I think it's hard. I mean, I'm going through something in my life right now is like, this is so perfect. I'm having this conversation with you today. Because I'm feeling those tugs. I feel like that you were painting the picture that you went through. And it's it's really hard sometimes to, you want to make, you want to discern correctly, right? right. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, I feel like I'm picking up the phone like you did. Like, God, are you sure, sure. this is what I'm supposed to do? Can you give me one more sign? <laughs> maybe, maybe two more? <laughs> and... I, I don't know. I just want, you know, people to know that it's not always easy. It's not. 
No, you know, you you wonder who you're disappointing and there's relationships. There's all of these things. But, you know, you have to be an audience for one. Like it has to be God and it has to. You know, and how do you discern? You know, obviously for me, I just get in the word. I'm always reading and I feel like whatever I'm reading, I I do the one year plan. But whatever I'm going through, it's just like, oh, well, thank you for that verse today and a lot of prayer. And then, you know, wise counsel. And I think people who, you know, are wise and, and they're seeking the same things that you're seeking I don't think you can make a wrong decision, though, at the yeah. end of the day. I feel like yeah. God uses it. no Like, if he knows your heart, God's mm. going to use it no matter what. Mm. That is so good. I love what you just said, those three things, because I think that's what I get hung up in sometimes is the, you know, discernment. How do I hear God's voice and how do I know God's plan through through all of this? And I think you're right. Like, God's going to use whatever decision. That's ultimately what his is, right, right. is what you decide. But the prayer the reading your Bible is huge because I'm doing the Bible in a year now for the first time Yay. this year. I told you already. And I'm very excited because you just brought your um, daily devotionals to go through Bible in a year, which will link and put everything in, in the notes that you can get yours as well. Very nice. Um, but that has been pivotal to me. And then I just had the third thing you said. Wise <laughs> oh, counsel. Wise counsel. Right. So I'm doing Bible in a year and I do a little bit of the Old Testament and a little bit of the New Testament. And I just have read through Kings and Chronicles and all of that. And so Solomon is like still at the top of my mind and how he always prayed for wisdom. Right. And like, so I really tried to always like start with that. Like, God, I just pray for wisdom, first of all, through everything in my life and some tough things that I'm thinking about right now. But then <laughs> last night I was like, I had a hard day, like thinking about through all these big decisions that I'm going through. I was like, okay, I'm just going to, where, where's my Bible reading today? And I just happened to be in Matthew 5, yep. the Beatitudes and Sermon on the Mount and all that. And it was like, oh gosh, you know, isn't it amazing how sometimes like, not that you always just flip open your Bible and that's what's meant right. for the day, but I feel like I was really seeking that. And it was what I needed. And I, you know, again, I talked to some people that, you know, really helped me think through some of these things. And at the end of the day, prayer, reading your Bible, and the the wise counsel, I think those are so good to always keep top of mind as we go through. And not everything is going to be these big, huge decisions, but we're going through different jobs. We're all of us are going through some pretty heavy stuff in the world right now right. with um, COVID and everything. So I think that is so good. I think there's a lot of things that we have to pivot in life with and, and change. That example was a big one where we maybe have a big life change and you have to decide which way direction you're going to go. I thought of some other things too that really play into pivoting in life and another one for me that I would love your take on because you're organic Amy on Instagram right (laughs) yep okay so I know you've you've probably been (laughs) through a lot of this as well and that's pivoting in health yeah right so you've had some things in your life where you know you've had to say you know what I really have to change the way I eat Yep, the things I put in my body and et cetera. And that's a big pivot change in life that I've had as well. How did that 
work for you and and how did you do it? Yeah, so my story is uh, when I was in seventh grade, and I know we're going to talk about something a little controversial, so give me grace and just hear the story. Yeah. And this doesn't happen to everybody, but um, uh, I went in for my like MMR shot okay. and yeah. had a reaction. And um, my father was or is a doctor and uh, was always doing continuing ed classes. And was studying, you know, some natural medicine. And I was really sick. Mm. Like, um, I missed, like, over 20 days of school. They thought I had, like, this disease. I just had this crazy skin rash. I, I was just sick. Like, I went from, like, a healthy, normal kid to just always having a cold, always feeling horrible, mm. being tired. Um, and I was, what, 11, 12 years old? I'm like, how old are you in seventh grade? Yeah, <laughs> no, 12, 13. Somewhere right there. Yeah. And um, I think my dad just started kind of researching some stuff and made some changes. And I'm very grateful for that. And sure enough, my health kind of changed. And as I continued to grow up, I just realized I was, I'm really sensitive to certain things. Um, that's the way I was made. Yeah. And, you know, mm-hmm. I've, I've eliminated for the most part. I had to do like two years of like no gluten, no dairy. I can eat a little bit of it now, but just destroyed. I was really nervous. Um, I suffered after my third son. I suffered with some massive anxiety. It mm. just came out of nowhere and obviously hormonal changes with breastfeeding and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and was just getting this painful stomach like beyond anything. And uh, I and of course, fear was yeah. the driver on all of this. So I thought I had every disease and everything mm-hmm. and I was going to die tomorrow and leave my kids. And I, that was my fear. Um, and I uh, talked to a doctor here in town. Her name's Janet Levitin. And she was like, you know what? Go off gluten and dairy for a while and see how you feel. <laughs> and sure enough, yeah. I did. And I felt so much better. So, you know, food is so important. What we eat is so important. And, um, you know, just... You know, I, I would just say like doing your research mm. and being your own advocate and, and just fighting for that. I think it, it's just, you know, you have to fight with you for your relationship with God. You have to fight for just so many things. And, and that's OK. Like, you know, just seeking the truth and, and whatever that is. So it's been it's been a crazy journey. Um, I'm I am super healthy now, you know, for the yeah. most part. I, you know, I'm not on any prescription medication not that that makes you unhealthy or healthy but i, I think that that's a, a, a great thing and um i eat pretty healthy i'm not perfect by any means you know i was just uh at the indians game last night and had dip and dots but uh they were really good <laughs> <laughs> well thank you for saying that first of all because i think i had this conversation with you in the past but one thing that i've learned through my health journey is that never to take things to too much of the extreme yep. unless you have to so for me gluten it's a hard no It makes me extremely sick when I even have a speck of it. So for me, that's a non-negotiable. And that's how I like to look at it. I have a couple non-negotiables because I know they make me severely ill. But everything else I have a little lenience with. Like, I love that you had Dippin' Dots, right? (laughs) I kind of think in my head the 80-20 rule for my, my others because what I went through with going through my health struggles with mold and Lyme and some different things. I'm doing so much better now. Um, And I would consider myself healthy now is that sometimes I took stuff to so much extreme. I would like 
give myself anxiety. Yeah. You know, I would be like, oh, my gosh, like a Diet Coke. I'm going to die. I would like, oh, my gosh, it's like I was taking drugs. Like, and some people will not get that. But for me, that's how bad it was. Like, we were driving home from Cedar Point the other night, and I texted my girlfriends who are also very healthy. But my family got McDonald's on the way home because they were so hungry, and I can't eat it. So I was like, well, I'm getting a Diet Coke. I haven't had one in about three years. (laughs) And it literally has been like three or four years since I've had any soda. And I, but I am hungry. I am thirsty. I'm, I'm doing it. And it tasted so good. Now I'm good for like another three years. But <laughs> well, and I think but fear can't be the driver. That's you that's, can't you yeah. can't give that much control to fear. And you know, and I, I I don't think that that's. I mean, we know that that's not biblically sound to do stuff out of fear or you know avoiding certain things. So I think. You know, we do it to honor our bodies. We do it to like yes. honor God, but we do it. We we just don't do it because our minds take us to like the the craziest extreme. Exactly. We always have to examine those thoughts because those aren't from God. Exactly. And sometimes I feel like I could create myself a, a, a sicker environment by go, becoming yes. too extreme about everything. And I'm very healthy, and I know you are too. And we. Are very. I'm very conscious of everything I put into my body, yeah. and it's all balanced. And I think, you know, sometimes people will go into this world of healing, and maybe like you, and say, "Oh my gosh, my doctor told me to do no gluten or no dairy for and see how it goes." And some people are like, "I just can't do that. I could never in my life go without right. gluten or dairy." And that's like I think a point where you. <laughs> my doctor told me one time. People who say that just aren't sick enough. And there's a part of me that's like, I think there's a little truth to that. You have to be sick enough to want it to get better. And sometimes they say, I think God gave me this gluten terrible intolerance because I probably wouldn't have given it up had it not been such a hard stop, Sarah. I don't like you can't have that in your body. So sometimes I think, you know, balance is definitely there, but, um, definitely a point in my life and I think I always want to encourage other people that it's it's a pivot in life that's worth exploring especially if you want healing and there's been so much reward for me in opening up that door I think another the last point I have like three areas of pivot that I wanted to talk about so we talked about light big life changes in our life we talked about health another point that I think sometimes we struggle with is pivoting with relationships Mm. I don't know about you but I've definitely maybe grown in relationships and there's a a, there's a graphic a meme or whatever you want to call it out there that shows a caterpillar transferring into a butterfly and it says it's someone like yapping at it saying you've changed like in a negative way and the butterfly saying like yeah we're supposed to And that always hits me because that's how I feel a lot in life. And maybe you can relate maybe in your walk with faith. Yep. You know, I've had people say, you know, you've changed. It's like, (laughs) yes, I'm, I'm supposed to. And sometimes it means pivoting from those relationships, not giving up on people, but, you know, living, living differently. Have you experienced that? And, you know, how, 
how has that worked? How can other people maybe take encouragement from it? Yeah, I think um, definitely when you become a Christian, they, they I remember someone saying like, it's gonna, you're going to be lonely for a while because when I became a Christian, I would say 98% of my friends did not have the same beliefs as I did. And so like, how do you love people well? Yeah. And how do you, but continue to grow? Like you can't drag people along, right? Right, right, It it has to be their choice. God gives us free will. So I'm going through a situation right now with a family member and it's really hard. I'm not going to say like, it's easy. I'm not going to say I didn't cry. I'm not going to say like, oh, I have so much peace about it. But, um, you know, I think, with any type of relationship, if you realize that it is not helping you to grow, like what are those boundaries that you set? And like, or maybe there's a lot of forgiveness. There's been a lot of hurt, a lot of pain in a relationship. So I I think one is we continue to pray, you Mm -hmm. know, God, God's got it. And I have total trust and faith that God's got it. However it looks, it's not going to look the way that I want it to look, but I know that God is so much bigger and, you know, I'm sure people probably thought, you know, after four years, my friend Dara, like, is she ever going to get it? But, right. Right. But she just and I'm sure there there were certain ways maybe she couldn't let me in because I just wouldn't understand them. Yeah. But not that I ever knew that. So she loved me so well through that. Um, but I just think the most important thing is to continue to pray and never let your heart be hard and always mm. Continue to pray for God's will to be done. Pray, play, pray blessings over those people, especially if they've hurt you. Mm, um, there's a so verse good. in James about praying blessings over people, um, and that helps with your forgiveness. So I think that one, that is the most important thing that wow, you can yeah. do. Um, and it's okay to let people come to you, uh, and to but to be who you are. Like that's who God created you to be. You know. Paul talks about in Romans, though, having the right things to say and in the right situations and be all things to all people. And, you know, the the farther that I get in my Christian walk, the the lower I want to get, the more humble I want to yeah. become, the more the stronger I want to be to when somebody says something to just be like, I'm going to pray or that God's going to work in that. And I'm not totally there yet. I mean, there's definitely relationships yeah. where I'm like, ah. Um, but to gossip less and to just really let God do the work. And I I think that, that is, that's what we're called to do and we're called to love. But, you know, we can't change anybody. Only God right. can. We can't save anyone. And right. we have to submit and surrender to that. Right. right. That is so good. And I, I think often I, I shared the other day, if we have time to worry, we have time to pray. The consistency to pray over enemies, people that are angry, people that, you know, that could be so hard sometimes. But in the same time, I've learned creating boundaries are okay, too. You can still love people. That was very hard for me to learn, especially with family, that boundaries are sometimes necessary. And it's you can still love people just the same with boundaries. So I think that is so good to remember all of those things. I love it. And I love that you're consistently reminding me and everyone to get in your Bibles every day. I know we mentioned it earlier in the discussion here that you have a two different 
devotionals. You have one that takes you through the whole Bible in a year Mm -hmm. and one that's more of like a 90-day version, right? Yep. So tell us about those and what made you want to do this. So if I could go back to like when I first became a Christian, I... You know, I would journal and I would read devotionals and I would read books. And let me tell you, those are all amazing things. I'm not going to take anything away from them. But the real like meat or the 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 main course is mm-hmm. is our Bible. And I went to a conference once and I heard a lady. Um, her name is Jackie Kendall. She wrote Lady in Waiting and she got up on stage and she had her pom poms and she and she's a real bold. She's really bold. She's not scared to, to say the truth. And uh, and she was like, "I'm cheering you guys on to read your Bible every day." And I was I, I was kind of like, "Well, I kind of do. Like, I read a verse in my devotional, but right. there was just something that like shook in my spirit." And I went to her breakout session, and I talked to her after, um, and she mentored me for a couple years, and she just said, "Amy." If you're going to do this Christian walk, you know, like you need to be in your Bible every day and this is the plan you need to do. And I was going to listen to her like I just I felt convicted. So there's um, there's a ton of one year plans. One the one that I like, um, it's Tyndale has it. It's the one year Bible. It does uh, Old Testament, New Testament, a psalm and a proverb. And if you've never done it before, skip the Old Testament your first year, because I think a lot of people can get hung up on the reading. So just do the New Testament and the psalm and the proverb. Um but some days I would I would read through it and you know I was a new mom I had a baby at the time and I would be like cross-eyed and I was like did I even get anything out of that <laughs> and she would just encourage me that the spirit's always working through my obedience and yeah. that was my you talked about non-negotiables so this the hardest thing for me to do where I have no willpower is when I get up in the morning to open my bible first yeah. not turn on social media not do anything like I'm going to the word first because he's got to be the first one that pours into me. Yeah. If I'm convicted or if I'm influenced by what the world is saying, like my day is not going to go as great yes. if, I, if I'm influenced at what God is saying. So I um, then I uh, about a year ago, I met with this one pastor and this is when I was going into women's ministry. And I said, what's your advice? And he said, I would encourage your women to read their Bibles and do the the SOAP method, like teach them how to read their yeah. Bible. Mm-hmm. And I think we can get caught up on, oh, the Bible's overwhelming or will I understand it? And, mm-hmm. you know, I, yes, I, yes, yes. I was in Romans 11 today and I was completely confused. And I've been reading the Bible <laughs> through a year for five years. I'm like, I don't understand that. But there's amazing resources out there. So I wanted to create a journal to just help people slow down. And it, you're not going to get, you're not going to know the Bible. If you read it once, um, you're not going to, okay, I'm done reading the Bible. Right. Every year I see something that I've never seen before or something speaks to me different or I get greater understanding. It, it's it, it's a journey. Yeah. So I wanted, there's a method, it was called SOAP, um, Scripture, Observation, Application, and Prayer. I wanted to kind of, I did SOAR just because I thought it sounded cooler, but it's basically when you're reading, so say you're reading your entire plan and there's the Holy Spirit, if you pray before and say, Holy Spirit or God, what do you want to show me today? There's going to be one verse that's just going to jump out mm-hmm. to you if, mm-hmm. if you slow down just for the, that 10 minutes. Um, so you write that down and there's power to writing down scripture. That's why I think it's so important to to have a journal. And then O is observation. So what do you think God's trying to was trying to tell the people 
in this scripture, like who the who, what, why, so we keep it right. in context. Like right. who's speaking? Is it the Apostle Paul? Is it right. uh, Nicodemus? Is it, you know, David? Who's speaking in this? And where are they? And why are they speaking this? And so you kind of look at in the verse, maybe you, you know, pull out, I love the app. It's called the Blue Letter Bible app because um, there's tons of uh, commentary and you can translate it and it's it's a great app. Oh, good. I'll show it to you. Blue Letter Bible app. Okay. And then a application. And this is so important. God, how do you want me to walk out the scripture today, right now? Mm-hmm. How, how do you want me to grow? And that's the most exciting thing about being a Christian is, is the transformation, is the growing. Like, I'm not going to be the same yesterday that I am today like I God is taking me on this journey so how do how am I supposed to walk this out today and then ours reflection so sit for a second and just say Holy Spirit is there anything else you need to show me today yeah and he will like if you slow down for a second it's you're gonna get those nudges and then just write out a prayer and then there's there's actually two parts I added at the bottom of the journal and it's um gratitude and encouragement so and I, I think I did this for me because I can be going too fast that I, I forget all of my blessings. I focus on mm. everything that's bad. I don't focus on, you know, the awesome meal I had last night or my husband or my kids being healthy or, you know, whatever. So I write down what I'm grateful for um, and then encouragement. So who can I pray for today? Who can I just send a text message to? And I need to be intentional about that because if the word stops with me, if I'm not sharing it, if I'm not sharing God's love, then it, I'm not really, you know, doing what God told us to do is, you know, go out and make disciples. So how can I encourage? How can I um, just really love on people today? So those are kind of the methods. So you can, if, because I know some people, they do their own reading plan. They like to do it slow. They like to like go through John in 90 days or go through, you know, yeah. just one book. So I wanted to have one um, for different churches, for different women's ministry, where they could actually like just write out their plan, whatever that is. And yeah. I think that that's great. And then, but I did really want to encourage people to to read the Bible in a year, every year. Yes. And it's it, I'll say the first year, it was a little tough. And then the second year, I really struggled through it because I was like, I've already done it. But then something just happened. I literally, I, I can't miss a day. I'm so, it, it's, it is like my food. You know, it mm-hmm. says we need to eat the word. And I love reading it every day. And every year, more and more people are, are doing it with me. And, you know, if, if you've never read your Bible, like that's, if I could cheer for you for one thing, you know, do it. And you don't have to journal every day. You can. It's just a tool. But, um, you know, in whatever one-year plan you do, they're all great. Um, I just like that one because... It sounds similar to the one I do because mine's old, new, Proverbs, Psalm as well. So it's probably really similar. But I will vouch, this is the first time I've done it this year. I'm week 30, I think we're at. So we're kind of, you know, chugging along. And I cannot believe the stuff that I've learned that's been revealed that, I mean, I'll I'll come in and Len, (laughs) oh my gosh, did you know, you know, stuff that, I maybe learned as a kid, and then you read it in a different way. Like you said, you've been reading it for five, seven years. I can't this remember. This is my fifth year, yeah. Fifth year, and you see new stuff. I mean, you you hear the pastor saying, you know, I read this, and da 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 and it's like everyone's still learning. Yeah. Don't let the fear, again, we're talking about fear, because I used to always be that person, like, I am not smart enough to figure out what this says. Yeah. <laughs> 
and I would let that hold me back. But then I got a study Bible. I use the tin, uh, one of Tyndale's study Bibles, and it's great. And I've talked about this before. Like, I would I would want someone to read the children's Bible if that's something that you just start small. Yeah, there's no shame in any type of way that you read your Bible. Like you said, skip the New Testament at first or the Old Testament at first if it's too much. But I can't stress enough how important it is um, as well. And and just the translations too. You know, I remember. I think it's, it's the King James version. You know, is is what most people read. But there's other translations, and they're good translations. You know, they're yeah. they're either translated line by line or word by word. So you know, there's actually it's called the easy to read one. It's yeah. the ERV, I believe, and it's for you know. 12 year olds. Oh, and wow. I sometimes go back and read that. And I'm not that smart. Like I really am not. But there, there's just it makes it easier. I, I like the NLT. I did that through the one year plan. And this year I'm doing the ESV, which is yes. a little bit harder. So yes. I think God like, and I don't, they're all good. So yeah. I, I, if there's one tip I would say is maybe start with like the NLT version. And That's just, what I'm using right now. I love it. But I'll even go back and look at the Tree of Life version, which yep, is a Messianic Jewish yep. version of the Bible, because that's a whole different podcast. But <laughs> I've shared before, we've had Rabbi Sobel on this podcast twice, I think, that I, I really just love learning the Hebrew roots of the Old and New Testament or the, you know, in the Greek. But it's really cool. So how do they get, how can they get one of the devotionals as well? Is it? Yeah. So I actually just started an Instagram page. It's Soar Journal. Oh, perfect. Um, so it's like S-O-A-R dot journal. Um, and on there, uh, it's it's really cool because I want to always create a platform for men and women to share. I think it's so cool that, you know, you may not be John MacArthur, but the still the Holy Spirit still speaks and works mm-hmm. through each one of us. So I um, there's women that are doing it and some men, and I like to share what they write. But um, and I share, you know, some of my like thoughts of what God gave me. Some of them are pretty raw, but uh, they can go over there and they can get one. Um, and it, I'd I'd love to have them and encourage them. And it's it's really fun. And maybe next year, January first. We could do the the other one year plan if if unless you love the one year plan we could do it together. I was already thinking this. You read my mind. Oh. Let's do it. Okay, and that would be super fun to get people to join us. Yeah, because I've really felt it on my heart that just like you, I want to tell everyone, let's do this together. You know, let's. It's do it. so meaningful and it's such a big deal. So okay, it's a plan. Awesome, we're doing it. Um, I have a couple rapid fire questions for you too before we okay. leave. Okay, these are some, I, I usually ask everyone these guests, just rapid fire, whatever comes to your head first. When you're not working, how do you like to spend your time? Ooh, I love to walk. Mm. I really love to walk. I love the Metro Parks. Yeah. We live right by the Metro Parks here, and I feel like I'm super spoiled. I love to do that. I also um, love to study. I'm, I'm a total nerd. I, I mean, <laughs> nobody's going to want to be my friend, and that's okay. Like, I really I love- I want to be your friend. Okay. <laughs> Because I'm the same way. Uh, um, what was the first concert you attended? Bare Naked Ladies. Really? Gosh, I haven't thought about them forever. At what? What was it downtown? Um, oh, I was going to say like Blossom, a, but no, it's like Nautica. Nautica. It was Nautica. Wow. Yep. I haven't thought about them forever. Mm-hmm. 
Mine was New Kids on the Block. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, favorite book. I'm going to preface it. Do you have a favorite book besides the Bible? Because I know you're going to say the Bible. Gosh. Well, I can tell you what I'm reading right now or what I've just finished reading. Okay. Um, last year, I've read it through it three times. It's called Unoffendable. Okay. I'm drawing a total blank on the author. I think with everything that happened and all the offense, that book is amazing. you got to read it. I'm reading Jesus on Leadership right now. Uh, it's really, really good. Okay, It's great. really good. But I don't have a favorite. I like Joyce Meyer, too. I do, Because I, I deal with the battlefield in my mind all the time. Oh. So she just, she'll get me straight. That's true. <laughs> don't let the enemy have a seat at your table. That's another good one of mine that I just read. Um, what, <laughs> what is your most used emoji? Um, either... The prayer or the the hand the two hands oh, together. I don't even know what that means. I'm always thinking it's like woohoo. Yeah, I was like, is it mean like yeah, like hallelujah or field goal? I don't know what it means, but I use it all the time, and I'm like, I wonder if I'm using this totally incorrectly. <laughs> the, that would be mine. Mine and the kissy face are probably oh, the most. Uh, I do that one a lot. Okay, last one. If you could spend the day in someone else's shoes, who would it be? Oh my goodness. Um. Living or dead? Um, let's say living. All right, living. But if you want to pick someone in the past, that's fine too. That's so hard. Um, I mean, I'd probably want to be like, oh, like Christine Kane, or. Mm-hmm. But I, I actually think I'd I would want to be the president for a day, just because I think we all need to go through <laughs> that stress. That's actually good. Um, I think it would be just eye opening. So I think that would be really neat. Yeah, we have no idea yeah. of the pressures <laughs> that people are under in different roles of leadership like that. Well, Amy, it has been such a pleasure. People can connect with you on Facebook and Instagram. Yep. We'll put all of it in the show notes. But again, it's been such a blessing to talk with you um, about life's pivots and change because if there's one thing in life that's constant it's change right absolutely (laughs) (laughs) thank you for having me sarah well thank you for listening i hope you enjoyed that conversation if you did would love for you to leave a review on itunes wherever you listen to podcasts um it really means a lot to know you listen you enjoy and helps me with future guests and conversations and don't forget to download the so life Christian social media app. It'll give you an encouragement. It'll give you a little mood boost. It's S-O-T-E dot life. So life on the app store.